0: Patrick Williams says he's not lived up to his potential yet, and there's a lot of his game that he's not shown yet. We're going to talk about that and what is the realistic timeline that we should place, if any, on Patrick Williams for him to finally realize his full potential. We're also going to look around teams that have been eliminated from the NBA playoffs and ask if the Bulls could maybe snap away any talent away from these teams. We're going to get into all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow the show right off the top, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O, H-A-I-Z-E on every social media platform. But let's get into it. So, uh, Pat. Well, Patrick Williams had a interview with Darnell Mayberry. Uh, Mayberry, and he was asked about you know, um, if he lived up to his potential this past season. And his response was a simple, "Hell, no." But then he went on to say that he has so much in this game that he is not yet to show. And that really brings it all together when you look at the frustration that Bulls fans have with Patrick. Right, right or wrong, I always say this: he didn't choose to be a fourth overall pick, but that is where the Bulls selected him, and that comes with a little bit of expectations, whether you view that as right or wrong as far as the expectations with that. And so with those expectations come, you know, really being a bigger part of the team than, than what Patrick Williams has been thus far in his NBA career. And so, you know, you look at this season for Patrick Williams, getting uh having the starting position to start off the season losing that starting position initially then Javante went down with injury he went back into that starting lineup and then he ended up losing that position to a 6-4 point guard in Alex Caruso who even though was amazing defensively should not be starting over Patrick Williams at that position and so there's a lot of you know frustration from Bulls fans some of it right some of it wrong some of the expectations that they place on him keep in mind this is a 21 year old kid right and not everybody's progression is linear right i know we think it and we and we view it and i'm not saying that it's wrong you have these expectations when players are drafted high and you look at it and say well you are a fourth overall pick that means you need to come in especially when you look at some of the players that were drafted behind patrick williams some players that were drafted in other in other drafts and drafted much lower than patrick williams just being able to show up and be ready and the thing that i've always said is that patrick williams was not one of those players that just played basketball his whole life i believe he didn't come on to basketball until high school at all and not to say that, that 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 excuses everything because we've seen the flashes right you are now an NBA player and that comes with expectations from everyone on the roster when you're a player in the NBA and if you don't live up to those expectations you of course you have you you earn the right to lose your starting position like he did to Alex So those things come with that territory and unfortunately Patrick Williams thus far in his NBA career has not lived up to the expectations around him again Some of it just, some of it unjust. It is what it is, right? This is not an indictment on him as a person or even as a player, really, because I still believe in the potential of Patrick Williams. And I have said every season that goes by, that superstar-level potential, that that Kawhi high, that it comes down, and it should come down. And he may never be that player. I've said this before. All I need Patrick Williams to turn into is Luau De. That's it. A player that's solid offensively, that gives you great defense, because that's a player that can fit into any rotation as long as he stays healthy. And I know some people try to put this thing of him being injury-prone. He suffered one major injury in his NBA career thus far that completely took away basically his whole second year. Patrick Williams still has the ton of potential. When you hear Bulls fans, or when I hear Bulls fans say things like, oh, well, it's over for Pat, it's this, that, it's this, that. I'm like, hey, how long have you watched? Did you not just see Laurie Marketing really become the formalized version of Laurie that we've we hoped to see when he was drafted here. We're just now seeing that from, from Laurie in this most recent season. So there's a lot of time that comes uh with with being an NBA player that sometimes your development takes a little bit longer. Sometimes you have to get in the right situation. Development for an NBA player is, is the thing that you have to be in the right situation on the right team with the right role and the right mindset. And all that has to kind of come together at the right time for you to really hit that high of your potential. It hasn't happened for Patrick Williams yet. We've seen it, him be very uh, solid when he is getting things ran uh, for him, and he doesn't, he doesn't get that. On a team like this, he doesn't get that. Now, I know some people say, well, let's send off tomorrow. Let's move Patrick Williams to the three. I'm not, it's not even a position thing for me. I think Patrick Williams can be a damn good four in this league, um, but he, he has to have the mindset to do that. And until he unlocks this, we we can keep hearing that there's a lot more to his game. And I would even say that push floater that we saw from him over the summer and then a little bit to start the season, that could be a weapon for Patrick Williams. When you look at his three-point shot and how he developed there, that can absolutely be a weapon for Patrick Williams. That release needs to get a little bit quicker for me, um, for him to be effective in the mid range. But if he can do those things, listen, he's going to be a damn good player. But we need to start seeing that for Patrick Williams sooner rather than later. We can only keep waiting on the potential so long to where we got to start building. And some may even say that this this season. We'll have to start eventually building without having him in the plan, without having him in the plan to be a major rotation player. And once that happens, I tell you what, it's harder to get back into that. Right now, he's still a big part of what the Bulls are planning. If this If this lacklusterness and this lack of aggression keeps going, they're going to have to plan different. Not to say that that, is, that that means that he's not going to be part of the rotation, but they're not going to have him factoring in as a big part of the plan. So that we need to start seeing that come around. We can hear all the times of potential and, you know, hearing Zach and Namar saying what he does and how much they believe in him. He needs to believe in him. And until that happens, we'll never see the top potential of, of Patrick Williams. But – Again, we saw Kobe White developing this season, and a lot of Bulls fans turned from wanting to see Patrick. I mean, uh, Kobe White traded to now wanting saying that he's what they absolutely must resign. So let's see if that changes for Patrick Williams as well. Hopefully, that's in the cards for him. Now, before we go, as well, I have one free agent that I want to talk to you guys about that's not on a playoff roster that I think the Bulls will be in their price range. But before we do that, I want to look at some of the teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs so far, and just looking over their roster and saying, hey. Well, a, what's the potential of them possibly blowing this up? And what's the potential that the Bulls may be interested in some of the pieces that they have here, right? So when you look at first up, the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? They made a huge trade for Rudy Gobert, giving up so many draft picks. And that trade, at least now, so far with the sample size that we have one season, doesn't seem like it's, like it worked out. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. It seems like they're going to have to do something with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And much to miss... I think some people haven't missed... Like, it's not... Rudy Gobert has been solid for them. He's done what you expect him to do. Now, him and Carl Anthony Towns have not quite worked out, and that has left some questions to have, what do the Timberwolves do this offseason? I don't think they can move Rudy Gobert. That's just my personal opinion. I think when you look at just everything that they had to give up, they're not getting anything remotely back for him on that now. And if they do want to try to recoup anything, it may be Carl Anthony Towns that they have to move. Now, do I think the Bulls try to get involved in that? I don't. I just don't see that happening personally. I don't think they match that $33 million salary. But looking at the other spots on this roster, Nas Reed. He, but the thing with Nas Reed is is if you do have to move on from either Carl Anthony Towns or Rudy Gobert this offseason, I think that prioritizes keeping Nas Reed because I think he can play next to either one of those players and help cover up some of their deficiencies either way. He can help cover up some of the offensive defensive deficiencies of Rudy Gobert, and he's a damn good defensive player as well to cover that up with Carl with, uh, with Anthony Towns. So my mind, I'm going right to, and this is a player that I've already talked about heavily, is Mike Conley. I think when you look at him, veteran, 35 years old, maybe maybe willing to get up out of Minnesota, maybe willing to sign for even maybe a mid-level exception money, which is really what the Bulls are going to have to offer when it's all said and done, unless they move uh, some major parts of this roster. And so Mike Conley is the one that I'm kind of looking at there. Maybe the outside chance of, of, of Kyle Anderson, but then again, I'm not really interested on Carl Anderson on this version of the Chicago Bulls unless they make some major changes. That's my personal opinion. But hey, let me know what you guys think. The next one up is the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I do not think I think with the way that this team came together, they had won 51 games. They are not. It's the first season together as well. They're not going to be looking to change much on that team. If anything, if another team preaches continuity this offseason like the Bulls uh, did this past offseason, it's gonna be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I do think Karis Levert is a goner. I think when you look at what he did for that team or lack thereof, um, and what they needed him to be, I do think that Karis Levert could be the one, to eye man out. But when you really look at LeVert, 6'6, 205 pounds, doesn't really bring, unless the Bulls like move off from DeMar or Zach or something like that, maybe they bring in Karis LeVert as, you know, kind of a up, up, a bridge until they find a more permanent replacement if they don't get it in the trade. But I'm not really interested in Karis LeVert personally. I know some Bulls fans may be because of his his versatility of where he can line up. But overall, I'm looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers as a team that's pretty much going to keep it together and run most of that same team back. That's, that's kind of where my thought process is on that. You guys can let me know if you think I'm missing something, which I could be on that one. But then let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, this is the more interesting team, right? a team that got rid of their superstars, still made the playoffs because of how many games they won before they made those big blockbuster trades. But then you look at Mikael Bridges who showed up hugely at a time where like they needed a score. He's shown what he can be when you actually, he's like a priority in the offense. You also look at Cam Johnson, a player that I honestly think would be perfect fit for the Chicago Bulls and what they kind of need as a big, um, especially if they go more defensive, Big Vooch does leave. But again, he, the last thing that we got on him is that he's looking at a deal around four years, ninety to ninety-four million dollars. The Bulls just can't sign a player to that contract again, unless like granting uh, exception for Lonzo, like some some. There, there's a way that the Bulls could do it. They'd have to make some big trades, but again, I don't necessarily look at the Nets either. That'd be interested in a signing trade using Demar Derozan. So. More than likely, the Bulls are probably going to be priced out on Cam uh, Johnson personally. But when you look at Mikael Bridges, right, I just, unless the Brooklyn Nets do want to completely bottom out, right, and by that, I mean be as worse as possible so they can get as many draft picks. But then again, they, they shipped out most of the, I don't think they have any of their own first round picks either. But when you look at Mikael Bridges' contract, right, uh, he has two years left on his deal after the season at 23 and $24 million. And when you look at what he can be as a two-way player. That's a reasonable deal. Now, could the Bulls theoretically get involved in the contract and in the trade talks for Mikael Bridges? Yeah, there's an outside chance, but again, that would go back to the Bulls then being willing to move off of some of these players that they just haven't been willing to. Like at bare minimum, you're looking at you're looking at Alex Caruso being involved in those talks and trying. Just off the top of my head, thinking about what other sizable contracts that we have, you're looking at uh, uh, around Alex Caruso. Even Patrick Williams doesn't really get you that close to that. So you're looking at probably. Demar being involved in that and i just i don't necessarily see that now the bulls lonzo balls contract but i don't see the nets like again the nets are such a, a a weird franchise maybe they would be but i just don't know if the bulls can get involved in that in that trade talk for that high of a player but if anyone definitely mikhail bridges cam johnson are two players that i'm highly interested on that team uh you guys can let me know what you think on that one now the clippers The Clippers are going to be – in such like, when you look at Kawhi and him having a torn meniscus, like, how much are they willing to move? Do they completely blow it up? Meaning, do they completely look to just move Kawhi, move Paul George, recruit what they can while they can for a team that's trying? Do they then move forward with, like, putting a player like Bones Highland in an even higher higher spot up? Norman Powell, who was out, like, coming back. Like, I really don't know what the Clippers are going to do. I think more than likely they're going to try to run it back and bet on health again, maybe even re-sign Russ. To stay there and see what they can do at that point so again there's not too many players there are players that I'm interested in on the Clippers roster but not a lot that I think realistically are going to become available in my opinion again I could be completely wrong on that one and then you look at the Atlanta Hawks as well the Hawks are another one that you have to kind of look at and wonder what are they going to do they give up three first round picks for DeJounte Murray um, and, and him and Trey Young has not worked in the way that I think even the most optimistic fan would have hoped that they worked out. And not to say that the pieces individually are bad, right? You guys know how I feel about Trey Young. I don't want him on this team. I don't like Trey Young as a player. I think Trey Young is going to be one of those players that puts up some great offensive stats overall, but doesn't win a lot in his career. DeJounte Murray, I would absolutely love. Considering what happened with Lonzo Ball, if we can somehow finagle it to where we're basically replacing Lonzo Ball with DeJounte Murray, I think that would be perfect. Do I think it's realistic, though? Um, I think if more than likely than not, if the Bulls do end up getting into talks with DeJounte Murray, it's going to be next offseason when he's an unrestricted free agent. That's when I think the soonest is going to happen. You look at DeMar's deal coming off the books. At that same time, You uh, Alonzo Ball's contract, it'd be maybe some more clarity there at that point. But if I'm if I'm looking at anyone there, as phone drops out of my pocket, if I'm looking at anyone there, I'm definitely looking at, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray is the one on the Hawks that I'd be looking forward to, um, and hoping that the Bulls can go out and get. But you know, that's kind of my thought process on some of the teams that you know coming out of the playoffs. The Nuggets. I, I listen. I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, who, like I. 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 Like, shout out to them for getting a four and one victory over the the Timberwolves. But I think this thing is going to end in the second round for the Nuggets yet again. And maybe we'll be talking about them after the second round. But. All right, before we go, one more topic today that I want to talk to you guys about, and that is uh, I'm not doing full free agent speculation yet, but I'm going to start looking at some players just tangently around the NBA that could be in the Bulls price range again unless anything changes. And the first one that I'm looking at is Mo Wagner from the Orlando Magic, a player that we traded to the Magic. Um, but when you look at his production last season, 13.7 points per game, 6.8 rebounds on 50% shooting, 34 from three-point range, and 85% from free throw range. He's not going to be a player that that breaks the bank either to sign him. That's one of the reasons why I do hope that the Bulls and I do think that this is that's the more level of free agent that the Bulls are going to be interested in. I think you can get Mo Wagner for about eight million dollars a year, and I think when you look at the production that he can bring, starting he be, he can play next to Vooch. You can also Billy Donovan's absolutely would run him as a small ball center. I think Patrick Williams can also play with him as well. Mo Wagner is is the level player. Now, with the level of contract that I think the Bulls, unless they get lucky and a veteran wants to come for less, then I think the Bulls are going to be able to realistically obtain this offseason. And so I think Mo Wagner, when you look at his ability to stretch the floor, a solid passer, not a great passer by any stretch of the imagination, solid passer, I do think that he um, absolutely could come. And he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, You know, the Magic also are going to need to break up some of that monotony they have in just their four. They have a lot of Power forwards and centers. And so I think Mo Wagner, even though his brother is on the team, may find himself as the odd man out for the right money. And I think that could be a free agent that the Bulls could look after, look to go after, whether they lose Vooch or not. I think that Mo Wagner may be a target for them. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. But that is it for today's daily episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Tomorrow's the mailbag, so make sure you get those mailbags in. Um, if you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, we want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our weekend mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I to in every episode on, go Bulls! Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media. gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah. Thanks for checking. I like the car.